Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. I think Cheerios are still Who hot. Cheerios? Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. The deuce. I can hear you now. Boy, it looked like you were really uh, unburdening yourself. Completely talking and nobody could hear me. I was saying I'm here at this coffee shop. That much I can tell. I can hear, I can hear the, the familiar jingle jangle of espresso spoons on tiny little cups and plates. Yes. And let me see. Hold on. I can. Are we broadcasting barely... live from Grindville in Syracuse? <laughs> I am broadcasting Browntown? live. This is actually, we'll give him a shout out because I know the owner, Sky Top Coffee. In Whole Manlius, latte love. A little latte love. I don't know why I can barely hear you. Why can I barely hear you? I don't know. I'm loud as all fuck. Are you in your own? Oh my goodness. What? I sound, it's, it's funny that you're in a coffee shop because I sound like I'm in a Folgers commercial. I feel like I'm in a Folgers commercial. Um, I was probably saying, smells like you're in a, fold, a Folgers oh, it's commercial. So good, and I'm not a huge so, coffee drinker. I'm actually like more of an anti-coffee person than anything. Um, yeah, but you got to love coffee. But it, it, too much of it, too much of anything is not a good thing. And caffeine definitely for me. But I was saying when when I had cut myself off, when I muted myself, yeah. I'm here. You know why I'm here? I'm here in this public place because my house is completely riddled with. Uh, different amoebas that are floating around in the world, different illnesses and various sicknesses. I think the CDC should come and just test everybody in my sister's house for whatever is floating around because there's COVID, there's coughs, there's colds. It's like, I feel like Goldilocks with different variants of whatever the fuck is floating around. So I'm about to face a seven day tour driving back to LA tour in the yeah. sense that i'm going to be traveling cross country and the last thing i want to do is be at an airbnb riddled with some fucking virus and i am <laughs> you're gonna be the, you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be the johnny apple seed of omicron you're literally <laughs> gonna be oh hello southeast ohio little omicron for you oh hello kansas you'll get a little don't worry i got some omicron for you too I don't JMP give anybody Omicron. JMP still contagious. Don't worry, I got you too. I'm still full blown Z's, Colorado. Well, the thing is, is if you stay at Airbnbs, yeah, your exposure to people is really limited. I spend most of the time in the car, yeah, and the other time in Airbnbs. I, I would have actually loved to. I, 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 I would, yeah, I agree. I agree. I would have loved to have driven cross country by myself when I had Omicron. That actually sounds perfect because I was like. I was fine, but I couldn't be around people, um, and I didn't have the energy to exert myself. But that actually right. sounds—that sounds like a perfect um, Omicron voyage. It is. I would say it is. I would say the one luxury of not having children is that I'm able to be alone all the time that I want. Yeah, and that's the one thing that sort of I teeter on when it comes to like having children is am I willing to, to sacrifice that right now? And I think one of the mistakes that people make is they don't really ask themselves that question prior to getting pregnant. I think the idea of having a child supersedes any sort of logical opinion on it. Sometimes I know people get pregnant and other people are like, fuck you. That's not 
across the board. I get it. My opinion is that. Well, I think that the vast majority of people, like some people are total idiots, which is to say they think they're in love or they think they want to be in love or they think that would make them be in love or they get knocked up or some combination thereof. And then they go, it'll be great. Think about it. A, a little baby. Won't that be fun for us? And it might turn out fine, but you're obviously not going into that with a, a rational point of view. And then right. I would say that there are even people like myself. I can remember the specific moment that I just, I always kind of vaguely wanted kids. And I can remember the time it went from a vague thing to like, I'm ready. I was hanging out drunk alone with a cat. And I was like, you know what, cat? <laughs> His name was Ding Dong. He wasn't even our cat. He belonged to many. He was he was like a he 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 was like a a bit of a snuggle whore. He was everybody in the neighborhood's cat. And I was hanging. My wife was out of town, and I was drunk watching basketball with Ding Dong. And I was taking a smoke break out of my front. And I was like, enough, enough. I've done this. I've done this too many times. I'm 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 officially ready. That having been said, I didn't know what I was signing myself up for. How? Can anybody really say, yes, I think I know what I would like to have in my life on a minute to minute presence virtually for the next 20 years? I would argue the only person who can really know what they're getting into is you because you have like like a, an involved aunt is the only person who truly understands what's involved with it. So you, if you were to do it, you'd yeah. be going in with your eyes open as much as anybody I know. Yes. And seeing it from both sides and really kind of approaching it from a anthropological uh, standpoint of man you, did you get like a word a day calendar for this year or something i love <laughs> it i love it <laughs> a word a day calendar <laughs> why do you cuz you're like fucking five syllable paluso over here i love it <laughs> naturally it's a beautiful word <laughs> it's it's an observant uh it's definitely like something to it teach me you know i'm educating myself i i don't just stand there and and i'm in the room with everybody i'm i'm taking notice to the behaviors and to the effects and also and this might be a source of my anxiety i don't know if you experience this as a father let alone just an individual on this earth. When something is said or something happens around the children, my brain, being the ant that is on the outside, I, I shoot forward in time and think about the ramifications and effect of that, yeah. especially if it's something that's a pattern or behavior that's occurring often. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, what's this going to do? Like, What is this action, this sentence, going to yield down the road? And I don't know if... Yeah. Because when no you're doubt. a parent, I can't imagine you even have the luxury of having the mental capacity to sometimes think about that shit because you're making sure a, a little human being doesn't die every day. That's yeah, got to be fucking you, exhausting mentally. Once you get, once you get out of the, they're probably gonna. Once you take like literally take the child safety stuff off the staircases and stuff like that. You, my daughter disappears and, and everyone's like, "Where is she? I don't know. What's she doing? I don't know. We're we're at that <laughs> phase. It's probably." <laughs> It's prob whatever she's doing. Her track record at this point suggests it's probably fine. Um, the issue is that I find more parents who fall in the trap of, oh, is this having a bad effect? What 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 example are we setting? What is this? What path are we setting them on? You um you sort of sublimate or sublime. I think the word is actually you sublime that um anxiety 
onto mm. the kids. So bubble wrapping them mentally has its own drawbacks. And I see more parents who um, fall into the trap of overthinking than than underthinking or or overparenting instead of poor, right. you know, like over they're so concerned about poor parenting that they fall into the trap of of overparenting but i do play the game i saw a really really good uh like a comic strip kind of one one strip comic thing on reddit the other day and it's the parents patting themselves on the back for i'm positive we have taken steps to not pass the baggage that we inherited from our parents onto this kid we're really doing a great job and the kid is just like yeah but you've given me a whole different set of baggage that you never had to deal with <laughs> And I, th I'm obsessed. Obsessed is a strong word, but it's not. I can't think of a better one off the top of my head for what are particularly with my son. I think my daughter is just one of these people who's she's she she completely came out of the out of the gate understanding. I don't need to listen to you, you know. Like the, your opinion's great and everything, but anyway, um, fuck off. I was gonna be. This is what I was doing when I got here. That's what I'm going back to doing now. Okay, see you later. I think I my I son for a reason. My son is like a classic, you know, first kid, you know, trying to be good, trying to follow the example of if we tell him, hey, you should really blah, blah, blah. Like two days later, he'll be like, hey, I'm doing that thing that you told me to do. Remember, isn't that good? You know, and, and he's the one that I worry. He's becoming the kid that we're asking him to become. So I worry sometimes about exactly what kind of kid we're asking him to become. Right. Does that, that make kid sense? Fully, well, he hasn't fully manifested. He's being created. So you don't know what you're creating. You have an idea of what you want, but yeah, because right. it's the first time, you know, the him coming out of the oven fully cooked. Who knows if you'll even be around to witness that? And you, well, that's be. dark. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? You know what? One thing. Good point. I maybe I should. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking this. I might not even be alive to see how he turns out. What do I care? <laughs> Be, that's the only parent can hope that they're not alive to see how fucked up they turn their kids into. <laughs> but I also, you know what? It's not something that I was uncomfortable with, but I've become almost weirdly comfortable. Like I was thinking about going, I'm going to the doctor and I almost feel like I need to volunteer to a doctor off the bat. Like if I want to talk to you about personal health things or whatever, just so you know, I do this for a living. So I don't want to seem weird with how comfortable I am cutting to the chase about things that are very awkward subjects for other people. Like, I don't want you to think I'm weird because I'm, I want you to know professionally, I do this all the time. So you know, how you're a doctor, like I can tell you the weirdest shit and you don't care because that's your job. It's my job too. So anyway, I'm about to get really fucking weird and disgusting here and, and, and I don't care. And I don't want you to think that I'm a sociopath because I'm able to discuss weird, disgusting things really, really uh, comfortably. But it's like that also applies to my kids. There's uh, last time you and I spoke, we're talking about what if you saw a sex tape of your parents and you did the thing that human beings are supposed to do. Oh, my God. Oh, please. I, I can't even, you know, perish the thought. I've spent so many hours going, well, dudes are like this and dudes are like that. And, you know everybody's blah, blah, blah with the chick and then high five his bro or something. I can't now look at my kid and be like, well, not my child though. My child's, he's not a fucking precious moments doll. He's a dude just like everybody else. And every dude's got some stuff that he's done. We're like, really bro? You sure about that? And he's going to do it too. And I can't not know that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I, I, do, I totally know what you mean. And it's also like so much of who we become, it, it is pre-written. You know, a lot of it because Agreed. of the way DNA works. And now we're learning about like the ancestral effects on our, on our being. You could almost, you know, you have to look at like kids who turn into people like John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy. Ooh, and even sure. if we want to go 
into the female realm of those types of people, which is a very small batch. Eileen Warnos, like the people of the world who have sort of taken these serial killer routes in life. You have to wonder, you know, it's like that nature versus nurture conversation. How much is is in your control and how much is just predestined? And maybe it's better to not be an overthinking parent because of all of that. Maybe it is sure better that. to take a little bit more of a, I tried my best approach with the tools I had today instead of trying to perfect it. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely my the conclusion I've come to on that. Who is Eileen Warnos? Is that the monster Charlize Theron chick? Yeah, that woman. What was who, what was her story? I never saw that movie. Her story, from what I remember, um, I can pull her up, but she was she's a little bit of a fucking mess herself. But she was murdering men who kind of had a prior uh, scenario, like guys who weren't necessarily like upstanding citizens in their own right. I think these were like also sloppy men that she was killing and her lover the girl that she started dating they were doing it together um and i don't i think she killed like a dozen men with this woman let's see eileen warnos here we go american serial killer um from 1989 to 1990 while engaging in street prostitution so she was soliciting yeah and in the highways in florida of course that's where all this stuff happens she shot dead and robbed seven of her clients so not the best business model i will say um probably not a great way to live she died 2002 oh it says eileen warnos's last words um she was executed on october 9th she declined her last meal which could have been anything under $20 and opted for a cup of coffee instead. Her last words were, yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Okay. It's easy to take. It's easy to take pot shots at Florida. And, you know, I've heard one of the reasons why the whole, you know, Florida man thing exists is supposedly there's some sort of difference in the privacy laws there. And, um, a lot of other States, you can't, you can't get mug shots of people like the press can't get mug shots of people as easily as they can in Florida. So maybe there aren't proportionally. And also Florida's a big state. There's a very large population there. There aren't necessarily more crazy people there. It's just the press is able to sensational press is able to get mug shots Mm. of the crazy people. And that's why it seems like there's so many, I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard that. I'm looking all of that right now. All of that having been said, whatever the hell you just said, can we put that on the Florida flag? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is it not? I thought she was reading from the Florida flag. E pluribus unum like Nicholas cage and an Eagle. I will fly (laughs) like the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Pew, pew. Established in 95, the Sunshine Law ensures everyday citizens can easily access public records. This includes any document related to a government official business, photos, emails, maps, and, of course, arrest reports. Right. Uh, So there you go. Florida has access to these documents, and Mm -hmm. the photos are fast and easy to get. So that's that's kind of how it started. This started in... I mean, it's been available since 1995, but obviously the technology took some time to catch up, but... Yeah, that, you know, that was perfect timing for the the internet. <laughs> in the age. words of Eileen Wernos, yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with The Rock. Now, does she mean The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, or this is like before? Because what's okay? What's the next? What's the next part? 
Okay, so the first is yes, I would like to just say I'm sailing with the rock. And then mm-hmm. the next part is and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. The next part is like Independence Day with Jesus. Amen. So, so Independence Day, I'll be back. Now, The Rock, I don't think had established himself as a movie star. No, 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 no. Well, oh, wait, wait, when, when was she executed? Like 2001? Yeah, this was, this was, she was execute, executed in 2002, October 9th, 2002. Okay. So I don't know that The Rock was a big established movie star that far back. I assumed that she meant the, uh, the, the, the Nicolas Cage movie was it about like, Alcatraz or whatever the prison yeah, like, movie what, The Rock. Because what the hell does she, this mean? Well, the other thing, well, it doesn't mean anything. But she's name dropping three big action movies, right? Independence Day, Terminator, and so it's either oh, the, the, the okay. So it's either the the movie actor The Rock or the movie The Rock, which for her purposes are one and the same. There's more to it. Hell yeah! <laughs> this is right up your alley. This is the full quote. Yes, I'd like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus, like in the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm so glad I found that. Okay, so she never the, spoke again. Yeah, because she was fucking executed. Sail, sailing with the rock and then saying mothership leads me to believe that that maybe was not a movie reference that she had some idea of some intergalactic spaceship a la who are yeah, those like people what the, who are the people that uh, that all died in sweatpants with five bucks in their pocket and the, the website's the still up no not the davidians the, no, um, no 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 that's waco no what um, are they was it yeah. l ron Robert? no 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 the oh, guy they, they were in like that garment that garb yeah, and the guy the guy went with them, right? He was that I mean, they're always That's a weird right. looking okay, dude, so but it was like that older that older sweatpants. bald dude. They had I know that they had five bucks in their pocket and everybody made because the idea was that they waited for a certain day, and that was when like the spaceship behind the moon or behind Haley's comet was as close as it was going to get. And so that's when they needed to die so that they could hop onto it and live forever as you know, celestial beings or something like that. And I, re- I remember Heaven's that Gate, every- mass suicide. Heaven's Gate. Right, San right, right, right. Diego, 22 years later, it's been over 20 years, 40 members of the religious cult were found dead in Rancho Santa Fe. Um, the group had been part of a mass suicide, where they believed would earn them access to a, a spacecraft following the comet. Oh my God, this is fucking crazy. The it's bodies nuts. of Heaven's Gate's leader, Marshall Applewhite. Also, first of all, if I go to any, like, there's an introductory process to creating a cult. You know, I would imagine there's a little bit of a grace period where you have to, have to you have to butter these people up. You have to sort of uh, prune them. What, what do they call it? Like, groom them. Gr- gr- groom it. Right, right. Groom yeah. Kind of like how mm-hmm. older guys do to younger kids and, and girls. It's the same process for the most. Sure, part. or 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 older women do to younger men. But sure, let's make it specific. Yeah, or that the, the Florida sure. female teachers in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, if somebody was like, "Hey, I've got this cool group of friends. You got to come hang out with us," you know, and and I go and I meet the guy, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Marshall Applewhite. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be like, this isn't for me. It's a no for me, dog, because that sounds like the most cult leader name." in the world marshall applewhite did any of these motherfuckers do a background check and maybe maybe my anxiety and overthinking 
is the mm-hmm. very thing that is going to keep me alive in this world. Yeah, well, then everybody, everything. Well, yeah, everybody. So you think he should have changed his name to like Lance Silver? I think these thirty-eight motherfuckers weren't too keen on, you know, vetting people who they who they're hanging yeah. out with. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, you you go who who would fall for this stuff, and the answer is the most desperate, deranged point zero zero one percent of the population, which I think I see at least percentage in that. Hmm. Hmm. I've always because, found. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, the thing that I found most ch- fascinating and chilling, all in all, about the phenomenon of the Manson family is that while he was on trial, and while the Manson girls with the swastikas in their head and their head shaved were out front holding up signs for him every day before the court proceedings, more kids, more young people ditched their family homes and came out to join the family on the courtroom steps. I always when found it was that going, most... when it was going down, when, the, when, when he the was on trials what, what, were happening. Yes, exactly. He was still gaining. And, and I guess there's something to be said for there's an intoxicating, um, some combination of, of fame and feeling special and feeling belonging belong that's where it's at brother it's the belonging right. for everybody right. but, but i think that and, yeah it. and i think that's where the cold stuff comes down as you you would you would i think you would almost uniformly if if the people who had known the cult member somebody who committed suicide in heaven's gate had known if somebody had known them in high school if you asked them to describe them they would say you know never really fit in you know it, it there's a lot of people who don't really fit in and that puts you like in the pool of people who could possibly be in a cult and if you you sort of like there's the two the two things that need to go it's like you need two keys to open the special vault at your swiss bank or something like one is you're crazy and the other one is your specific issue in the circumstances of your life is you just never really fit in you never really found your spot and you really wanted one but you never found it a lot of people are crazy. A lot of people feel like they don't fit in. Put two and two together and have them bump into Marshall Applewhite at a party and you have somebody <laughs> that's going to die in Heaven's Gate. I agree. And I think it's a it's really about the power of influence and the vulnerability of the desire to belong and where those two things fall in society from a statistical standpoint, like you're saying, you know, like 1%. You probably are right, you know, as far as like the the amount of people that follow these types of cults. But when you look at like a more broader um, picture of of what a cult could be, there's many different types of cults. Like even Peloton is its own cult. Mm -hmm. Religion is its own cult. Uh, You know, single moms on Saturdays. Like everyone, there's all these like little groups of people and they all have one thing in common. CrossFit. People want to belong. They want to try where it's mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. natural and it's it's probably the most instinctual desire we have as human beings because the bigger the tribe the longer you can survive the more resources you have the more skill sets that you have to get those resources and all of that um the thing that's just wild to me is how powerful that drive can be and how it can blind you to things that must have been going on in Marshall Applewhite's presence like what whatever he had going on it wasn't like he was serving tea to people like they probably were doing some really weird shit and i would imagine you know if this is something that you've looked into and and you have an opinion on this that guys like this we know now 
look at Scientology, but other little cults like this. I'm sure these dudes get off on pushing the ticket and get off and seeing how far they can go with their mm -hmm. little group. I mean, this group had Heaven's Gate, right? That's what you said. Yeah. 38 members. It's not yeah. big. It's kind of shitty. It's probably better to end it then. You know, he didn't he he's not Seinfeld it Seinfelding it. Can't go out on top. Like it's a, it's a really. I I think I could devote myself entirely to trying to get people to commit suicide based on some cockamamie story I've told them, and I'd be surprised if I could get even even get into the double digits. <laughs> I mean, this is like a small. This is this wouldn't even thirty eight people fucking... committed suicide because of nonsense he taught them while they you think gave a lot him... of people. Are you Am kidding I me? I think getting like... bro, it's terrible numbers. Sure, it's no Jonestown, but. I, I think in the yeah, is it L. Ron was, no Jonestown was uh Jim Jones, I believe. Jim Jones, that's right, 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 right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Jonestown was more like was more like 900 or so. South Africa, um, no, 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 I've made this mistake too many times. It's it's I gotta look it up. I think I keep I on saying I kept on saying New Guinea, but it's actually Guyana, which is like Central America. Check everything Jonestown I just massacre. said. I love that yeah. we're like G U Y A N A. Going down I know a little bit more about it than I ordinarily would have because I started I started calling yep, my you're Patreon. Guyana. Right. Guyana, yeah, right. One, one of the most harrowing tragedies in American history. Uh, it's insane. Wow. It, yeah. Whoa. I remember seeing the movie or the documentary. I think it was a documentary or a fake documentary to make it look like a movie because obviously that would have been a little bit more difficult to execute. <laughs> no pun intended. 909 mem members of the People's Temple died. But all but two from cyanide poisoning. So two people survived this? Oh my god. No, 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 no. You said you said 909 died all but two from cyanide poisoning. That implies the other two still died but from something else, which I would assume would be probably gunshots, self-inflicted gunshots. Oh, that's right. There were um I do remember something about someone getting fucking shot that day. Oh, they shot a uh, a sitting U.S. congressman, if memory serves. Some guy who was a little bit of, uh, you know, there's always these people who's who's sort of um, their presence in the media and in in political conversation is much larger than their actual, you know, like AOC is only a congresswoman or like Matt Getz or Gates or whatever. Right. He's only a congressman, but somehow they just managed to get a bigger, higher profile. Somebody's yep. congressman was like, well, if we're not, they're not going to give us answers and I'm going to go down there and get some answers. My name isn't Warris T. Texas, you know, and then he went yeah, down there right. and he was, I think he was trying to flee because he realized how bad it was. And, and, and they're like, we can't let him get away from here. And so he was on his way to a helicopter or a small plane and they, they fucking murdered a, a congressman and then killed themselves. Jonestown did not play. Wow. This is yeah, so man. wild. This whole story is just, you forget about this. You forget that these, this one guy mm -hmm. was able to influence this many people. Friends, a brief break in the action to let you know this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot. The end of the year, another year, where did it go? The holidays, having to spend time with family. How about just seasonal affective disorder? It, daylight saving happens, all of a sudden it's dark at 4.30 and you just find yourself staring at the kitchen floor linoleum wondering what it all means. Hey, it's okay. It's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about that stuff, about anything. But adding something new 
and positive to your life can counteract some of those negative feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on in your life. Therapy helped me get out of my head and back into my heart. And I know a lot of you probably are saying, oh, therapy, therapy doesn't work. Well, have you ever tried it? Give it a try. I guarantee it'll start to unwind those cobwebs and self-doubt and self-worry and start to bring forth a little bit more self-worth. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deuce today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash deuce. BetterHelp.com slash deuce. You deserve it. Can I ask you something now? This many fucking people. Yeah, you're right. There was a congressman escaped from the incident unharmed, but Jones ordered uh, Ryan and his companions. That was those like... uh, those journalists, I think. Wasn't there like a group of journalists that went down too to see what was going on? And then they got pulled into the whole situation? Oh, I didn't know about that. The congressman and four others were murdered as they boarded the charter planes. That's that's where the shooting and stabbing happened. Wow. That's so fucking wild. The power it's of crazy. influence. You yeah. know, and let me ask you let me ask you something. Yeah. <clears throat> what uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if, if it's a weird question, but do you believe in life after death? Well, the idea of what life is 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 what I would debate. Like, okay, you are know, you this, are, life, are, are, this are, physical life? I don't, <clears throat> I don't know, but I do. I don't think that we necessarily end completely at death. Right. Okay. So you're kind of answering my question. Are you? In are you? So you're not 100 percent convinced that we exist beyond this mortal coil. I'm not 100% convinced. No, 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 report on it, you know? Right, right, right. It's the only thing we can't report back on. So there's some people who go even further. You know, I I remember that I thought it was a very touching detail of Carl Sagan, you know, the like the guy who popularized, you know, astronomy shit and his partner, Andrianne, um, who's still making the cosmos stuff. He's been dead for a very long time. And she said one of the she said he was like the love of my life and i'll miss him forever and one of the things that made his passing was so poignant was that we were both convinced that there is no life after death and so we did wow. not we did not entertain this notion of you know see you on the okay. other side babe we, we felt like goodbye was goodbye if you were the kind of person who was convinced of that in like a carl sagan level i'm i'm i think i know what i'm talking about come on yeah. come on it's just it's santa claus for it's santa claus for grown-ups would so you rather saying, like, be he literally, if, if somebody like him who literally studied yeah. what he studied and he still was yeah. convinced there was no life after death, sh- the rest yeah. of us should be like, okay, let's stop. No, no, no. That's not my question. Would you rather die being Carl Sagan, quote unquote, knowing this is the end or die as a member of Heaven's Gate, hugging your buddies, dancing Ooh. until the cyanide kicks in because oh, you're so it's... entirely positive we're, I'm going to see you in five minutes on the spaceship and fuck this life. That's going to be awesome. What's the better fuck, way to go? Man. I'm grabbing the linen. I got to be honest. Right? <laughs> fucking grabbing the linen, man. Get me the sandals and the linen. Where's the fucking punch, Jay Jones? Let's suck this puppy back in one shot. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds nice. And, and that's why it's important to 
because of the emotions these sort of things tap into, they tap into our, our desire to belong. And also this instinctual desire for a second chance. I think when people fantasize the idea of life after death, they're also fantasizing the idea of getting it right, of having a second chance, of, wow, you know, yeah. gratifying those regrets and what have you. I, so I think that the, the power of the cults lies in, in those two emotions, you know. But for me, there is something for myself, just because I've been so close to death these past few years, there's been a real value in familiarizing and accepting death from a biological standpoint, which Alan Watts talks about the importance of familiarizing yourself with dying and imagining yourself dying and realizing that that is going to happen. You're going to turn into dust because I think it gives you a fucking perspective. This isn't Super Mario Brothers or is it? We don't know. And so I think to sort of act like you've got it all figured out one way or the other is, is a way to sort of become a little disappointed, I think, in life. So I don't know. It's like either you live, you live to live, and then when you die, that's it. Or you live and you're like, well, when I die, at least I can fix this shit in the other realms that I'm going to exist in. You know, well, I always say you know, the encouraging thing is what difference would it make, you know, if 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 you if you did knew, live on. Well, like what what if you knew that you were going to be reincarnated as a bullfrog? I don't know. Like you could just fucking choose your, you know, on your on your deathbed, the same way you can choose whether you're going to have the chicken or the meatloaf for your shitty last hospital meal. You can also check a box of what you'll be reincarnated as. Like, what would you have done differently knowing that you're going to come back then you would do suspecting that you might not that's always been a huge consolation to me is i don't have the i don't have this weird um binary catholic guilt choice of boy my gut is just telling me fuck everybody over and steal all their money but what if fucking hell's real bro then i'm fucked forever like i don't look at it that way i just you know like if this is one time through, well, I want to try to, I want to try to um, be the best me that I can be. I hate to quote a credit card uh, commercial, live yes, the life did, that did. I live the life that I imagine. Amex? And that Amex? Um, I think MasterCard might be discover. I hope I'm, did you just fucking pull out let your me, MasterCard? On this let time, me bro. at least be living my life by MasterCard, not discover like, <laughs> holy shit. If I'm I know if you're if, living, <laughs> if my credo is Amex, then I've gone horribly wrong i'm just saying that if i was if this is the one time through then trying to be a benevolent and fully realized individual on planet earth is the way to go if this is just a phase in in my evolution through reincarnation well then becoming being a benevolent force and trying to be the best me that i can be is also the move you know what i mean yeah i think thank like, god thank god for that otherwise I would, the same yeah that's exactly what I'm saying. otherwise i think got a second chance <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't. I definitely don't. I also, I also feel like um, I, I, I've thought this for many, many years. You know about my family in Ireland and the the grandfather, the great grandfather, you know, killed in a machine shop accident. The grandmother that walked down into the lake where her sons were eel fishermen and drowned herself. Like, wow. I just know. 
eons and eons of people who looked a lot like me and had the same last name as me had fuck all chance in life, you know? And I've got chances that they could never even begin to imagine science fiction level chances. And it, I, I have a responsibility to not waste my time and not waste my opportunities because I, because of the opportunities that I was born into. I, and that's what makes you so, so special. I, I want more details on this sad Sad grandma who didn't just walked I, didn't I tell you about the fucking this? ocean. <laughs> right. So the story is, I'll tell Why you. Why does I'll that make you. me laugh? Is there something wrong with me? Because there's my something about the... that all the time. She says she's going to walk out into the woods and never come oh, back. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, that's... I think it's just because it's this old country shit and it's it's a it's like a it's a fable. It's like a brother's grim thing when you hear that stuff when you're little and then you get a little bit older and you start moving through the moon phases of your own life and you're like, Yeah, that was a that was a person. That was a thing that that person did. The story was supposedly so in uh I've been to the like one room house where my grandfather grew up. There were tons and tons of siblings, just everything that you picture about there's a new movie out. I want I all I know is the name and the filmmaker, and I want to see it. It's Kenneth Brana made a movie called Belfast that's it's like a black and white I thing, and it's saw. like Yeah, and I'm like it, I, it was, I wanna I see that because I I, I want to get a, a, a glimpse is that into about what your life walking into the ocean. I'm sure it's similar shit. Nobody ever writes about the good times. It's always about, you know, families being torn apart over a potato. Um, oh, you racist. So, you so there's racist. So they had lots of kids. I forget how many, 10, whatever, typical Irish Catholic shit. And then, and I know that my grandfather was an indentured servant was sent away to work on somebody else's farm or whatever. And, uh, and, and the story I've always heard was the parents were happy to send him cause they couldn't afford to feed him. And they knew at least he would get fed working somewhere else, you know, came to America, came on the slow boat, Ellis Island. I know that like one of his brothers died and there was no way he could ever afford to go back for a funeral. So they found out my dad and you know, his siblings and my grandmother found out on like a Wednesday and just didn't tell him he went to work all day. My grandfather I heard would make, um, make, was it porridge or oatmeal? One or the other on Monday. And he would eat it all day for week for, for the, for lunch for the week. And my dad said by Thursday or Friday, there'll be green shit on top and he would just scoop off the green shit and throw it away and eat the rest of it. Cause that was Ew. just like what, that was what he knew. He was still doing that in America. And mold. they waited. It, they What's waited the green until shit? mold. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they waited until uh, when they found out that his brother died. They waited until he got home from work on a Friday night to tell him, even though they'd known for a couple of days. And they, my dad said he just sat at the dining room table and cried all day Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then just woke up on Monday and went back to work because he wasn't going home for a funeral. And the the story is supposed to be. I know that the grand. My great grandfather, I have the news article actually, was killed in a, a machine shop accident, <clears throat> crushed by some machinery. And it was always told me to me that my grandmother, like her purpose was raising these kids. And once the kids all moved off, she felt like she didn't have a purpose. So I've actually taken the walk. It's not a long walk from their house, which is up on a little bit of a hill, down the path to the lake. It's a beautiful lake. And she walked in and drowned herself, which is weird. It implies that she never learned how to swim because it's a very placid lake. That is weird. But you hear that and then and and you go, okay, I get it. You know, hey, Irish people being Irish people. But then, as I say, you get a little bit older and you look at it through adult eyes and with an adult brain. You're like, well, this must have been a deeply depressed person because that's not that's not a that's that's that may have been the reason that she gave. But that's not a reason right. why somebody kills themselves, you know? Right. 
so yeah, I mean that's that's the story in the old country. Well, the old country did experience a lot of depressing shit. I mean, wasn't there the potato famine? They were fucking starving for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And because they refused to fish, they refuse. They're so stubborn. Uh, it's gray, and Guinness it's is not. served at eight a.m. They have. You know? Ireland, I think it's a great misconception about the weather. Ireland and England, I think, has the same climate as like San Francisco. Let's see. It's it's beautiful. It, it rains. It, it rains every single day. It's also it beautiful every single I, that's day. That's one country I haven't been it's, to. Not the it's one, nice. But one of the it's countries nice. I've ever been to. It's m- mildly crisp weather. Around 270 days of rain. Man, I feel like I've just been to every 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 outpost in the Commonwealth over the course of two sentences. Mean, it's really crikey! Oh, I say! Oh, follow the rainbow to two hundred and seventy days of rain. Oh, sputtering! What do you think the most depressed country in the world is? The most depressed country in the world. No, 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 no. It's it's places where people are far more desperate than they are here. I, I would, I would actually beg to differ. I, I think we're like, I, I, I think, think we, we tend more to creates mm-hmm. more depression. It's the Buddhism. Well, I get that. I get that. But you know, when, when they do, whoever is putting together these general well-being satisfaction with life rankings, you know, we all know that the the Scandinavian countries always dominate. They run away with that. Those are like the happiest, most content, most put together people on earth. I could be wrong, but I feel like America tends to come in like more like 20th than 100th. Let's look it up, though. Depression rates from around the world. Let's see when this was. This is from um, Pulse TMS. It's a depression website. Um, looks like it follows CDC guidelines for whatever. It, it looks like a relatively somewhat reputable website. Um, so they've got depression rates from all around the world. What countries have the highest depression rates according to the World Health Organization? Um, it's an essential, essential to keep in mind depression and other mental health conditions are vastly underreported around the globe. Cultural biases, stigma, lack of access. <laughs> to screening and treatment can influence underreporting. Okay, so basically they're like, there's not a great reporting system for this, but here's what we gather. Highest mm-hmm. rates of depression by country. One, China. Two, India. Mm-hmm. Three, the United States of America. <laughs> Fucking taking, was that bronze? We're taking bronze, baby. Right, but We're meanwhile- bronze depression. I'm looking at the ranking of the happiest countries worldwide as of yes. 2020. Okay. Um, and totally just conflicting. For what, for what reason, I still don't totally understand. Well, again, the, the Scandinavia just runs away with this. In order. Oh, always. Scandinavia. In order. Yeah. In order. Finland, Iceland, Denmark, Switzerland, Netherlands, Sweden. That's your top six. <clears throat> and yet, sense. isn't it? Isn't it so funny? Nobody ever goes. Well, then why don't I just move there? Everybody knows that. It social healthcare. Social healthcare. Talk about moving. Social healthcare. Strong social safety net. 
the oil. There's some oil up in those regions. Norway is like the largest exporter of oil in the world. You know, like least the third largest exporter of oil. That's Scandinavian. They're all fucking not, happy there. Yeah, not corrupt government, and yet not corrupt. And yet, uniformly, you go. Well, why don't we just move there? Oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. It's so cold. That's what everybody says. Yeah, but it's it'd be also, so cold. Sure, I'd be happy, but I'd be freezing. <laughs> and it's like, well, they're not. They're cold too, but they're also they're chilled. old, and yet they're happy. Yeah, exactly. They're both chilled and chilling. That's right. So I will say, mm -hmm. the little traveling I've done around those parts is the the people, especially Scandinavians, Norwegians, and Swedish especially are and this is just a vain observation extremely attractive people yeah norwegians um, homogeneously are very attractive it's ridiculous yes. it, it looks like they're all related it's creepy right 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 um so that might have something to do, do with it you know you're looking around everyone's looking good you're just in a better maybe mood. maybe i'm going to a bunch again, of state fairs and in, in united states and people are eating deep fried corn dogs yeah then again if everybody's if everybody's attractive is anybody attractive you know i don't oh, think models are happy when they hang out with one another this fucking hippie this fake ass hippie yogi over here with if, if everybody's attractive is anybody attractive it's a good point. i don't know if you've noticed the beard's coming in pretty good so i think i'm i think i'm in a pretty <laughs> i think i'm in a pretty good position to dispense life advice from what i can tell good question though that's a really good question. Let me if let me uh, attractive. Is anyone attractive? And the answer is yeah. I've been to, I've been there. They're fucking yeah. attractive. You're just like because I went. You know what you can't do? You can't go from a place like Norway to Scotland. No offense. You can go from Scotland to Norway, but if you go from Norway to Scotland, it looks like the two countries did the same test on making attractive people, and one of those countries succeeded exceedingly more than the other. And this is just right. general attractiveness. We're not talking about if they're good people or not, which probably could be a different scale and it could be a different result. But it, right. do, it so, does look like one of those countries got some of their samples mixed up. I do feel like, real talk, like if I was a free man romantically and I moved to Scandinavia, like I'd like to think I could have an attractive girlfriend because I'm not so bad and because everybody there is attractive. You know, and yeah, wouldn't it be hard to get one of those, right. Tully? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's why I'm that's why I'm gonna flatter myself and say that I could get one. I think I know me, and I think that everything is relative. And if my girlfriend was objectively very, very attractive, but if every bar that we walked into, she was still the only the tenth most attractive girl there, I think her objective beauty would start to become less of less value to me because I was constantly well, still you're a bad person. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But I think most men are. I will say though, I um I don't think you um like fit people. I don't think you get tired of that. If everybody is fit, hell yeah, everybody's fit. Yeah, you know. And it's if you're if like you're that if, if you're taking your pick of the um if you're like a, a like a, a stud Olympian and you decide that you're going to date a member of the U.S. beach volleyball team, yes, you probably will be a little bummed out if you get the one with the crooked nose. But you're never going to be bummed. They've all got awesome bodies, and you're not gonna be like, yeah, but I think she's a little bit more hourglassy. I don't know what that is. I think I'm 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 more of a relativist when it comes to faces, not so much bodies. I felt like sharing that. Yeah, I think relativity definitely plays a role in everything, especially attractiveness, because it we do we are the grass is greener type creatures. Comparison is the the thief, thief of, joy. of joy. Oh my yeah. goodness. 
That's yeah, what I wanted to look up. Thank you for reminding me. Um, I was talking about before when we were talking about death and life beyond death, I was yeah. referencing um, uh, Alan Watts and I wanted to mm-hmm. find exactly what he said. About he's death. only, I, I, he was only a name to me until a couple of months ago. And then so fucking corny. My, um, my yoga instructor started playing like a full, like, Euro DJed out oh song with Alan Watt, an Alan Watt speech put to it as like the vocal. And yeah. I fucking, I fucking love it. I listen to it when I ride the bike. I listen to it when I'm drunk. I fucking yeah, love Alan it. Alan Watts to like instrumental. Yeah. It's pretty great. Fucking fires me up. Yeah. Joseph really... Campbell's still my, Joseph Campbell is still my boy, but, but, oh, but Joseph Alan... Campbell's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But Alan Watts, my part time lover. Yeah, Alan Watts is like ridiculous. If you're ever driving cross country or you've got some time for yourself and you're in nature, putting on a nice. little bit of you can create your own Alan Watts um, listening experience if you play like chill hop underneath Alan Watts's mm-hmm. lectures, which is what I highly, highly recommend because it's just yeah, you, you heard it, it here it's, first. It's wonderful, chill hop Watts. Chill. <laughs> Of course. Um, Wait, before before you before you move back to Alan Watts, can I just finish? Yes. I looked at this ranking of the happiest countries worldwide, and as I said, the okay. top six all Scandinavian. Germany, all Scandinavian. Germany, Norway, back to Scandinavia, New mm-hmm. Zealand, Austria. Let's not forget Austria and Germany is still just like the southern part of Scandinavia, really. So there's something right. about that about that not Central European but not Western European. Israel. Australia, Ireland, United States, Canada, and then it gets into some weird ones. Czech Republic, Belgium, United Kingdom. Pretty soon we get into Saudi Arabia, Slovakia, Croatia, not countries that I think of as being beacons of joy and hopefulness and human positivity. Although, again, there's like over 150 countries. If you're in the top 20, you're doing just fine. So that's a really good percentage right there. So I don't see how you can argue that the U S is, even if we do have the highest, the third highest rate of depression, we have the 15th highest ranking for overall mental well being. Not so bad. You know I mean? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. I agree. I agree, bro. 11, 12, 13. Yeah. We're 14th. Ellen wants, um, you know, it's, it's something hard to find, but there's something close to it here. Um, let's see. What's this one? Uh, this is kind of close to it, but not quite as poignant as one of his lectures, which you're going to have to listen to on YouTube. And I think it's called Alan Watts on death or the acceptance of death. That's what it is. The acceptance of death. Uh, but he says when death comes, it's just like winter. We don't say there ought to be no winter. That is the winter season. When the leaves fall and the snow comes, it's some kind of defeat, something which we should not hold out against. No winter is a part of the natural course of events. No winter, no summer, no cold, no heat. Very simple, mm-hmm. you know, sort of yin yang approach to life and death. But 
again, listen to that acceptance of death, especially if you're going through it and dealing with it. It's just the acceptance of the physical form and the physical process of death is something that for me helped me understand it a little bit more. I think I mentioned before I read this book by this uh, investigative journalist author, Mary Roach, and it's called Stiff. And it's about decomposition without, I mean, buttering it up. It's literally the process of death and what happens to your body. And Mm -hmm. I read this years ago because I'm a weirdo. And um, now I'm wanting to revisit it just because of how how much comfort you can find in science because science is such a um, definitive process. It's, it's, it is what it is. It is hard and true. It is um, consistent and unwavering, even though it, it, you know, reveals new discoveries. Science itself is very consistent and I find comfort in that. So um, I get that. Yeah. I, 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 Uplifting. I, I, you guys I, can research death. <laughs> <laughs> no, and if I can belabor this and perhaps make it even darker, you know, I've definitely come to the conclusion <laughs> that, like, you can't. This is the that Pema Chodron thing. You can't run away from your problems. You need to run toward them. And I do find that if if death is like the boogeyman, you know, hiding in your closet after dark if the boogeyman is real and in this case it is death is real and death is coming for every one of us as horrible as it would be to turn on the light and actually get the shit out of the way and stare into the eyes of the boogeyman it would become less scary than what it is when it's this amorphous blob hanging over you that you're trying to avoid seeing you know like i I do think that there is a lot to be said for reckoning with the reality i think that it's 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 a definitely one of the and i'm not one of these knee-jerk america's the worst you know uh, eastern european religions have it all figured out but i do think that it's very easy in in our life if you want to to not reckon with death until it's there for you you know and maybe you'll get lucky and maybe fucking something will just swing out of the sky and take your head off out yeah, of maybe nowhere you'll get, and you'll, ne- you'll get a ride on that fucking phoenix flight and you'll never see it coming. Yeah. Or maybe we're all going to be laughing about having stressed about this on a, Jim on Jones a, on and Eileen a, Warnos is on a fucking. Yeah. When we're all on the, the great space slope. coaster with, with Gary Gnu. Right. Maybe <laughs> that's entirely possible. But assuming that's not the case, I think you're well served to not. The, the trick is how do you not, how do you, how do you reckon with it and, and let it inform the way that you spend your, your waking moments without, you know, without becoming obsessed Shrooms. with it in a way that's, that, yeah. Probably, Shrooms. probably. I've been watching that uh, that you know that Duncan Trussell uh, midnight oh, gospel midnight thing. Gospel. Yeah. So trippy. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one and long, it's it's like a run, one long run on sentence about existence and and drugs and yeah and drugs and did you enjoy it? Well, Sounds I watched. It had been on my. You. You think I don't enjoy things that are fantastical? I don't know. I think you kind of fucking Debbie Downer one once in a while when it comes to believing in shit. And no, I, it's, I think my 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 sense of humor is cynical, which I think it doesn't necessarily reflect the way that I really feel about stuff. Um, okay. no, I would say I would say I like fantastical kinds of stuff. I would say I was more um slightly disappointed 
it was one of these things that was on my list that I was like, oh, I've heard this is really good. I bet I'm really going to like this. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, I, I liked it. I don't know if I feel the need to move forward with it. That was the one with Dr. Drew on it. Um, and then I ended up, uh, 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 my wife, God bless her, is, is just as much of a media entertainment contrarian as I am. Cause we could have, it could have never worked for me to be with somebody who's like, everybody is talking about Fleabag. We have to watch it tonight. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with living with somebody like that. Even though Fleabag's yeah. a bad example, it's a fucking awesome show. It is a great so show. The more people tell us, the more the world tells us we need to watch Ted Lasso, the, the less it makes me want to watch it. And, like, eh. and she's, triple like that so i was finally like look we are fucking out of shit we're rewatching we're rewatching like key and peel and reno 911 here we Ooh. have to we have reno to try something 911 yes you know i just had tom lennon on my show so like a highlight of my the, that's the state awesome. the state is to me that's the greatest sketch comedy like that's it's one of the funniest most committed forms of sketch comedy that has ever come out it's it, so it, fucking great and and he's a characters. huge yeah, and he's a huge, huge Marcy Smiths fan. So I always had this like silly bit oh, that I wanted to do. Out. We nerded out. Yeah, I had, a, I, had a, I had a game that I wanted to do with him. And it was it was odd because he was like, I had a very strict amount of time. And as soon as I started doing it, he's like, fuck the heart out. Just keep going. Keep going. And when one That's of your awesome. heroes, when one of your heroes is like, I would like to keep talking to you. I'm not yes, actually. You got a I can't half wait to chub. You got a half. Yeah. Time. Oh, I, I might have been three quarters. I might have been. I might have been at, at, at full at full mast for that. Full but yeah. But I'm like, we we have to we have to mix in some some new stuff. And it's just about when you have a half you've had a long day and you're gonna fall asleep in a half hour, you just want some comfort food to watch. So it's kind of hard to take on a new thing. But last night, uh, I, I made her sit through the first episode of Ted Lasso, and I'm like, it's okay. Oh, come on, this might be okay. Let's stick with Undone. Undone. I after the first episode, I was ready to give up on that, and based on your recommendation, I stuck with it, and she ended up watching it with me, and we enjoyed it very much. And thank you for making me stick with it. It was great. So. Anyway, she didn't want to do an episode two of Ted Lasso, so we threw on this midnight gospel thing, and and I I was kind of out on it, but I think she's in on it, so I think that we're gonna. But oh, I think so she might be out into on it. it now. I think that she might be into it because, um, I mean, the animation. It's like two shows going at the same time. It it's is like two shows going on at once. It feels like a podcast. It feels like a. It is a podcast. It's it's a is podcast. That what it is? That... is that the base of it? Clearly, the I, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, I know Dr. Drew a little bit. I They're think definitely I know the backstory. On drugs in the podcast. There's, there's no, no well, part of him or his guests feel like they're sober. Drew's there's no way Drew was on on drugs when he. That's what Drew's like. I, it's funny because I've been I've I've been three feet away from Drew a million times having conversations, and it's weird to hear uh, to to see a surreal animation of that person's voice as a tiny little human being wearing terminator sunglasses murdering <laughs> zombies when i'm like i know i can match the voice you know what i mean i felt the i've heard the voice with without headphones like with my ears it's a really really surreal thing it's definitely podcast audio that gets repurposed into these surreal cartoons i think i like the surreal that. cartoons i think my wife likes the surreal cartoons a lot and and i but, but i don't think i necessarily need to listen to duncan trussell's podcast because i don't really listen to anybody's podcast so that's that's yeah. my conundrum that's my i like to it look at it i don't necessarily podcast yeah is it's it weird totally that it's what i think when you do it and not that you know we're comparing but do you listen to do you do you do you have podcasts that you are excited because i only have one and it's a basketball podcast do you have podcasts that you are like I look forward do. to listening to uh -huh. i do because i drive a lot and i'm yeah. facing this seven day trek um i love smartless i've mentioned it okay i mean it's, yes, in, yeah. it's in one of our promos 
Uh, yes. And actually the promo of this podcast is me promoting us promoting Smartless. Yeah. I love it. It's laugh out, found, out loud funny to me. I think Will Arnett is so funny. It's just their chemistry together is great. I also love Science Versus. Uh, it's hosted by this Australian chick. I think she's a journalist and it's just so fun because they tackle one subject like the opioid crisis or um, how women sync up or the mating habits of koala bears. Like it's just one f- focused subject and they kind of debunk it or um, prove it. And the other podcast that I, I listen to Rogan, mm-hmm. depending on who the guest is, if I'm interested in the subject matter, like whenever he has a neurologist on or an author of some book I'm interested in, I'll listen to that. But for the most part, I don't really listen. I'm like, I don't really listen to them. I just named three. Um, but just but three's not, three's not a time. lot. Yeah. Three's three, not three a lot. Is, I don't think so. Seeing as how I personally know like 35 people who have one and I don't. <laughs> That's true. You know, we know it's everybody honestly, we know has one. You and I alone and, have six. <laughs> and everybody we don't know has one. It's so embarrassing. It is such a fucking it embarrassing really is, thing. You know, I've I've been doing research for this book that I've gotten back into writing, and yeah. and by the way, if that, you, I'm not I'm not trying to involve myself with that. If you, I have some experience there. If I can be of any help, please keep me I in mind. I would love some of your help and advice. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, especially because I think the structure and approach I'm taking, you would be. I think you would enjoy. Mm-hmm just the challenge of it and at least yeah. the way I want to do it. Um, I, I love structure. It's lame, but it's true. No, I know you do. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I do too. It's just creating structure is not a natural inclination for me, but resp- I respond really well to it. Right, um, right, 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 right. That's but the yin and the yang. struggle yeah. in life. But I, once I have it, I'm like, oh, I get this, this structure thing. There's something to it. It's nice when a house stands up, isn't it? Um, yeah. But for the road, podcasts are awesome i will say not to toot rogan's horn too much um the the kaleidoscope of guests that he has is the most appealing aspect of it like you can listen Mm -hmm. to dan Aykroyd talking about aliens and bigfoot or you can listen to someone like dr Rhonda patrick talk about the apo4 gene that is uh linked to alzheimer's like it's just such a widely cast net that there's so much to find within that to gravitate towards um i like nerd sh- i like learning stuff basically is what i'm saying i Not think i feel this- for entertainment for me yeah yeah i think i feel i think i feel the same way i think i'd rather come away with some new information than to just hear people making jokes yeah. i don't know why maybe honestly it might just be the because it's what i do for a living and it's a little too close to home like if you were to go out to a comedy show you couldn't help but flip into the mode of scrutinizing analyzing yeah. comparing right and, and then thinking about your maybe, own and like how you need to improve your own and yeah maybe maybe it's no just that simple mm-hmm. right yeah. right right whereas i don't listen to two grown men overly scrutinize nba basketball that's just got gross and nothing gets <sighs> me drier than that oh my goodness i think my children feel the same way bye dries them right up <laughs> everyone have a good day no lubrication. Okay, thank you. <laughs>